You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. And yes, I am your host, Rick Franzi. And boy, am I excited to be back doing programs. We took a bit of a hiatus over the holidays. This is our first show of 2024 and we have a great guest to kick off the year. Who do we have, you ask? We have Randa Hoffman. She is the owner of Radiant Wealth Planning and a previous guest. She's returning to the show. So Randa, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> I'm excited. What, can't too. think of a better way to start the year. So let's let's spend a little bit of time on you and your entrepreneurial journey. Can, can you take us back in time and sort of how you got started as an entrepreneur and bring us to how you got involved in the wealth management industry? Just take us on a journey, please. Yeah, so I started my adult career, right? And, and I'm not going to go back when I was 10 years old. Oh, well, I'll make this short. <laughs> I started my adult career in IT. And I remember in 2016, you know, I love Forbes. I love the business world. And, you know, in 2016, I was reading a Forbes magazine and it was talking about venture capital. And that's the first time I heard about venture capital. And I'm like, what is this? And that began the journey because I was happy in IT. I was just doing, you know, doing my thing, just coming, going. Yeah. So I started exploring that. I started studying it because I'm like, yeah, I love that. That's what I want to do. And I remember sitting at my desk one day and thinking, if I continue along this path of IT, I will be forgotten. And I don't want to be forgotten. And so you know, life happened. Um, the company I was with, the project we were on, they canceled that. We got our severance uh, package. And I'm like, oh my God, now is the time to do it. If now is not the time, now is the time. There's no better time. And so I didn't go into venture capital, but I did go into personal finance. And so I interviewed different companies, you know, just talk to their employees and coffee, coffee meets, right? And just kind of get a sense of how their companies are at are, you know, set up into structure and especially in finance, you know, you want to make sure you land somewhere that resonates with you. That's in alignment. And so I ended up at Edward Jones. Great two and a half years. I wouldn't change it for the world. I really is. That's where I really got my training wheels. Mm -hmm. You know, I needed to be there. And so after two and a half years, I'm like, yeah, I want to build my legacy because I don't want to be forgotten. So what's my legacy? I need to start building that. And off I went, started, you know, started the business. A week later, I moved from Washington State to California. It was in the pandemic. Wow. I didn't yeah, know anybody right. in the pandemic and talk right. about needing a hustle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why'd you come from Washington State to beautiful, sunny Southern California? So there you go. You just answered it. <laughs> beautiful sunny sunny california from washington state no but but in all in all um, honesty is i was like i just started my business i can go anywhere in the united states that's one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur yep we're you know the pandemic was really hard and it was really crummy for a lot a lot of reasons but the beautiful thing is we all got on zoom if you talk to a financial advisor and they're like, no, I don't have an office. I just work on Zoom before the pandemic. They'll be like, that's kind of shady. What do you mean <laughs> not have an office? <laughs> you know, right. after the pandemic, they're like, 
what do you mean you want me to come to an office? Don't, can we just do Zoom? What a blessing. So I was like, I can go anywhere I want. And I really wanted to come to California. You know, I've always wanted to come to California. Back in 2017, 2017 before I even became a financial advisor, I wrote a business plan. When I become a financial advisor, my clients are going to be from Northern California. That's before I became a financial advisor. So there's something to California that I've always been drawn to. And I didn't know, you know, that's how the dots will connect. Right. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering in your journey, was there a pivotal moment or an external event or a decision that you made that has really impacted the success of your practice? You know, at the beginning, oh, well, I'll tell you this, because at the beginning, you know, I started from scratch again. You know, I didn't take my Edward Jones clients because we had a one year non-solicit and I wanted to be super ethical. I don't want to take anybody. Okay. <laughs> so I started from scratch. So I was doing everything. But after a certain point where it's like, you know what, I have a little extra dollars on the side. Let me hire somebody that really was a changing. That's hmm. that. Is, I can't express what a big impact it is just to have somebody to help. So Stephanie is on the team. She is the marketing social media like guru. She is a powerhouse in this field. And social media isn't everything. It's more like a supporting actor, you know, in the growth of a business. It's not you can't just rely on it but it needs to be there. And so, I mean, I think for a year and a half, I really was lazy on social media. I didn't do anything. And then Stephanie stepped in and, oh my God, I feel like our presence just expanded so much. So hire somebody if you can. And she's not 40 hours. She's not 30 hours. She's not 20. She's 10 hours a week. Hmm. So it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So let's talk about the strategies that you and with Stephanie's help that you're using to scale your business. You're in a crowded industry. There are a lot of people who do something similar, probably not what you do, because I know you have some uniqueness about your branding, which, you know, maybe we can talk a little bit about radiant wealth planning as well. But um, what are the things that you're using to grow and scale the business? So it's funny because her and I, Stephanie and I said, okay, this is our 2024 business plan. So, you know, we created all everything we want to do in 2024. And this is our year for growth. We want growth. I mean, real big growth. So I created this, you know, I saw this image and I'm like, you know, Stephanie, the first thing, the biggest thing that's going to bring us growth is getting out in the community you know, and talking to people, letting people know we exist, letting people know that I exist. And I, I chuckled when I said that, because it's like, that's what Edward Jones pushed us to do all along. Mm. Make 25 contacts a day, whether you're calling somebody, meeting somebody, doing coffee, network, do something, go out and meet. And I was like, no, on to. And it's funny now I circle back. I'm like, I need to get out and about. Out and about. So that's our biggest strategy is me getting out and about. So having 15 um, interactions a month, and it could be going to a social event, business thing, um, the road or whatever it may be, getting out and about. Our second biggest push 
which is a longer time for it to be implemented, but maybe just has a big impact, speaking engagements, mm. getting on stage. So March 1st, um, I'm going to be on stage at Women's Wealth Symposium. It's in Seal Beach, California. So anybody is welcome. I'm going to be a speaker there, you know, lightning round speaker. So doing those kinds of not necessarily, hey, this is radio wealth planning, but more so people can see, oh, that's how your mannerisms are. That's how you sound. That's how you think. Oh, interesting. I'm interested. What are you about? I'm curious, you know. Mm -hmm. So it starts that conversation. So let's talk a little bit about Radiant and how you're positioning your brand in your space. Can you give us a sense for that's one of the great things about being an entrepreneur is you can build it in your own image and create your own differentiation. And I know that you've worked hard on that. So I wanted to give you I'm curious for you to update us on where you are with that based on you know being a previous guest. Yeah. And it's changed a little. Actually, it's okay. probably changed a lot. You okay. know, it's so true because when I was at Edward Jones, you know, they have an image, they have mm -hmm. a brand, they have, and they want their advisors to represent that, right? Rightfully so. As my business grows, I would want my advisors to represent our brand in a certain way. So when I left and I started my own company, I'm like, I can do and say and be anybody I want within regulatory, you know, you know and right. me being authentic, of course. I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. So I was like, you know what? The firm is for women only. And then I was like, oh, I shouldn't do that. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> you know, because if a guy comes and says, Randa, I love everything you're doing and I really want to work with you, I can't be like, no, sorry, I can't. No, like, that's not really, that's not really who I am. You know, I want to mm -hmm. up level humanity is my mission statement. So then I was like, okay, women and men. And then I was like, you know what? I'm very spiritual. So I want to bring that into, the meetings and we do a guided visualization and mm -hmm. i think that's where we we were talking right well then this is the beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur you so discover you in a way so then i was talking to um, a client i worked with at edward jones he's like Rand, i really want to come work with you but i don't know about the spirituals woo woo stuff like that's not my thing mm. and that was mind-blowing because I was thinking if this guy has worked with me for two years and he knows who I am and how I operate. And, but that to him was a turnoff. Wow. Mm. That's interesting. So then I tailored it back. I'm like, you know what? I can still be spiritual. I still am, you know, I, mm -hmm. and I do my meditation on my time and I still do my thing. It doesn't mean I'm not spiritual when I meet with clients, but I don't have to impose that on them because that might not be them. Right. Right. But, you know, I still bring compassion and love. And I always ask them, how are you feeling at the end of the meeting? Like, that's my thing. How, how are you feeling or how does this feel for you? You know, so it, I can still do that. So now I just I just do me. And, and you're right. We're all different because our character is different. That's what makes every firm different. And every advisor is our personality. Yes. And in your industry, um, you really need to be a trusted advisor because you're dealing with people's hopes and dreams and wealth. Money. And, yeah. And so really being transparent in yourself. Uh, there, many entrepreneurs, if not everyone who's been a founder of a company, I asked them, have you had any pivots? And everybody, all of us have had pivots in the business. You have the best plans, but the market tells you what they value and you, successful entrepreneurs follow that messaging. So. Yeah. 
But what have you found having been in your industry for a while now might be some maybe the most common or common misunderstandings that people have about financial planning? Can you share kind of what you're seeing and learning about your clients? Oh, man, I think not so much my clients, but I'll tell you because my clients know how we operate. Okay. Right? You know, they know what our quarterly meetings look like. They know like we've worked together, but people who haven't worked with a financial advisor or worked with a financial advisor that isn't really good. I'm just going to put it out there. There's some not good ones. And if you have not a good financial advisor, don't settle. Please go find somebody who is good. There's a lot of good ones out there. And it doesn't have to be in your neighborhood. Wink, wink. You can even go to California if you want. But what I notice is a lot of people think that we're just picking stocks of the day and putting them in portfolios. That's it. And I know a guy that left their financial advisor because they didn't bring that value because they thought that's all they were doing. That is so, we do so much more. So yeah, I pick investments, but everything I pick, the models I create, I create the models. Everything I create is very strategic between large cap, mid cap, small cap, international stocks, bonds, uh, treasury, you know, uh, corporate bonds. Everything is so strategic. It's so calculated on why I pick what I pick. So that's on the investment side. On the financial planning side, financial planning is planning what we're going to do with the dollars you earned or the dollars you get. It could be an inheritance. What are we going to do? We're planning for that. And it's not always only retirement, which I like to say make work optional because we mm -hmm. some people don't want to retire. They want to make work optional, but I want to keep working, right? Because I enjoy it or that's my community. So it's not only that, it's you know what, Randa, I want to go on a safari trip next year. A lot of people can think of goals, but they have a hard time creating that bridge on how to achieve them. Same thing like entrepreneurs. A lot of entrepreneurs can think of a business, but they have a hard time achieving how to, how to achieve that business, how to grow that business. Bus people with their money are the same thing. They have a lot of goals, but they don't have that bridge on how to achieve that. So that's really where we come in. We come in for, you know, I have a client, she's buying a house. She's like, can I just rent some things by you? Let's talk about it. What do you have going on? Sometimes you just want somebody that knows money. Like you want to talk to them that knows money. You don't want to Google it. You don't want to, you don't want to do that. You know, you just want to talk to someone. You want to talk to somebody that can be really frank and open with you. You know, and I asked her, I'm like, can you afford this? Like, let's look if you can afford this because the payment is much higher than what. And so having those conversations, that's a financial advisor. That's a good one. Yeah. And so I like the fact that you have wealth planning in your company's name and you stayed with the radiant branding, which speaks to your energy and your presence. And so that's a nice compliment. So I commend you because, again, you, you're responsible for all this, the branding, positioning, et cetera. I'm wondering from a piece of advice perspective. Have you ever been given something that has been really helpful for you that you could share? Or is there a piece of advice that you share with others that you could share with my audience today, Randa? You know what? It, it And it goes, I'm, you know, somebody told me this, get out, get out in the community. <laughs> because, you know, I, like I said earlier, I did it so much with Edward Jones. And when I started my company, I was like, you know what? I don't need to do that. I'll just create social media and everybody will come to me. 
That's just not how it goes. It's not how it goes. I thought I'll turn my lights on and hey, business is running. No, you really need to market yourself and not just on people need it. And I think maybe even more so with money, people need to see you in person, like touch you like, okay, yeah, you're real, right? <laughs> you know, so get out, meet people. And you know, when people ask me, you know, what do you do? I'm like, I don't say I'm a financial advisor. I say I make money for people. I make people a lot of money. I make them like roll in the dough. We're making it rain. And they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like have fun with it. And then I tell the second company I do, once we make the money, we save the money, you know? And they're like, ooh, that's so fun. Mm. <laughs> so a piece of advice somebody told me, she said, it's just so funny. She's like, um, sell the sizzle, not the steak. Right. Like, what is that? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like that's what you're doing and that's what people are interested in and curious about. So good, good job. Let, let's look at technology. You know, you have a technology background and last year we started asking all of our guests their perception of artificial intelligence and how they think it might impact their industry and if they plan on leveraging it in their firm. So from your perspective, Randa, how do you see AI influencing your business? I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> you know what? It's very similar. If you think about Canva, you know, Canva creates slides and things for social media and they have the templates. And then, you know, Stephanie takes a template from Canva and she modifies it, you know, for what our need is and how we want to look. But they, they give templates. Chat GPT is the same thing. But instead of the visual, it gives it a template on text. And we just modify it and adjust it or give us creative ideas and to fit our needs. So it's not any different. It's really nice because it has ideas that really start helping us like, oh my God, like she created a whole wellness um, theme, you know, for a few weeks. I'm like, that is so fun. That is so fun. Like we would have never done that or we would never even thought about doing that. So that's all it does. It's just gives us a template for text. Like Canva gives us a template for the visual and we modify it. Now we don't take copy and paste it. You know, we do, we do modify it. So there's that. But that's what I've heard from my clients. I personally experienced that as well. And many of the guests, um, AI, especially uh, chat GPT can get you from zero to the first draft a lot faster than if you have to labor over it. So that's fantastic. Why not? You know, right. work smarter, like, why not? It's right. there. You know, there's no resistance, stuff like oh, fighting against it. Just go with the flow. Life can be so much easier. So let's talk about the flow of the future. Ah. You, you, this is your second appearance on our show. I'm sure there's going to be a third. So where are you taking? What's your vision for your firm? Yes. So, so I am currently hanging out in Northern California. I'm in hanging out in Palo Alto right now. And I say hanging out because I haven't officially moved, right? So I am hanging out. The plan is maybe sometime in 2024 to move both companies, Radiant Wealth Planning and Radiant Tax Services to Palo Alto. And this is a year of growth. So I really want to start growing the business, you know, and I see if I see the future, not necessarily this year, I see the future as Palo Alto really being the two companies' headquarters, mm -hmm. and then creating branch offices from there. 
creating branch office into San Francisco, Petaluma, Walnut Creek, um, you know, it could be even something like Mountain View that's right next door. So creating branch offices where there's other advisors, but always, 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 always a financial planning firm, an investment management firm with tax planning focus. So always having taxes in the forefront in everything we do. Those two go so well together. And sometimes if you don't have someone who's quarterbacking that, you you can actually, yeah. They're soulmates. Right. So I just did prepare taxes for a lady that her advisor sold so much stock and she didn't withhold any taxes. So now the poor this poor client has a big tax liability. Right. Something as little as that. You know, your financial advisor, you know, and rightfully so, it's a big company. They can't can't talk about taxes. We are at Edward Jones, we were prohibited of talking, you know, because we don't have the the credentials. So understand. Mm-hmm. That's why you want somebody who has two combined. That's the importance of that. So if someone would like to connect with you, learn more about your firm, where would you direct them to go online? Easiest, easiest way, just go to the website, radiantwealthplanning.com or radianttaxservices.com. You can find everything on there. And if you want to schedule an intro, it's on there as well. Easy peasy. If someone would like to find you on LinkedIn, I'm there too. <laughs> you, yeah, you could go on LinkedIn, uh, Radiant Wealth Planning or Radiant Tax Services. You can go on my personal page as well. And can I put a little plug as well? Sure. Go in, ahead. In December 2023, you see Nicki Minaj, she's on yes. Vogue. But yours truly, let's get here. Yours truly was also in Vogue. Yeah. Yeah. Orange County, specific to Orange County. Orange County, uh, most influential woman of Orange County in the financial advisor category. Wow, that's a good get. Congratulations. That's that's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you so much. So that's also on LinkedIn. (laughs) All right. Well, it's been a joy to have you back on the program. Thanks for kicking 2024 off for us here at Critical Mass Business Talk Show. And I wish you nothing but continued success as you grow your firm. Thank you. And I thank the audience. You're a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. Randa Show is now part of our ever-increasing archives of over 1,400 interviews that we've done over the years that we've been on the show. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur, you have a story to tell, you'd like to share that story with me and our audience here on Critical Mass Business Talk Show, reach out to me. I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, on LinkedIn. Coincidentally, that's our company's website as well, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we're all together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Thank you.